Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another Lights Camera Sports Podcast presented by Chestnut Hill Technologies. I'm your host, Mike Galtieri. Well, we're now in the midst of bowl season just right around the corner. I thought it'd be interesting to take a look at another possible Boston College destination in the bowl game, and that would be Northrop Gunman Military Bowl. Steve Beck is the executive director of that bowl, and he joined me on this week's edition of the Lights Camera Sports Podcast. We had a really good conversation. We talked about the history of the bowl game, how it formed, the team selection process, and also what he thinks of Boston College. So hope you stick with us for this podcast. First, we'll hear from Chestnut Hill Technologies and then Stone Lemon Pizza, and then go right into the podcast. Also, like to remind everybody, if you're a BC football fan, you need to join the Boston College Football Gridiron Club. Just go to bcfootballgridiron.com for more details and to sign up. All right, we'll go right into the podcast. As always, thanks so much for listening. Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by a BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. At Stone Love and Pizza, their mission is simple, to offer the most creative selection of hand-tossed, all-natural pizza in the Neapolitan tradition. Their pizzas are cooked in a stone-fired brick oven directly on the stone to lock in the flavor. Stone Love and Pizza uses all-natural products. In other words, their dough, sauce, and cheese contain no additives, preservatives, or weird chemicals of any kind. Come visit one of Stone Lovin's three locations, including the newest location at 1649 Beacon Street in Newton. Go Eagles! Hello everybody and welcome to another Lights Camera Sports Podcast presented by Chestnut Hill Technologies. Well, as Boston College football comes to its end of its season and getting closer and closer to bowl eligibility, I thought it'd be interesting to profile another bowl destination for BC. We did the Sun Bowl last week and now we are lucky enough to be joined by Steve Beck. He's the executive director of the Military Bowl, presented by Northrop Grunman, and uh, is now as the Military Bowl, believe it or not, gears up for its 10th year uh, this coming season. So, Steve, first of all, thanks so much for the time and joining us here on the Lights, Camera, Sports Podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Steve, I'd like to just talk about the history to begin with. Just talk about, uh, first of all, how the bowl got going. I know it's an interesting story in 2006. Uh, Marie Rundolph and Sean Metcalf, part of the D.C. Sports Commission, got involved and kind of over a couple beers at a bar, decided to come up with the idea of the military bowl. Yeah, I guess they were just sort of hanging around watching football games and wondering why D.C. didn't have a bowl game. And, you know, they did what they needed to do to be able to get a license in uh, in 2008. And we had our first game on December 20th, the first bowl game that year, uh, was 11 o'clock in the morning when Navy played uh, Wake Forest. You know, you have an interesting story as well, Steve. Just talk about before you got involved with the military bowl. I, I know you said you went to school at St. Francis PA for accounting, but you never really got involved in accounting. Just talk about how your career progression uh, happened and uh, you got involved in sports and uh, now where you are with the military bowl. So I had an internship back in 1982 with an attorney in Rockville, and I sort of never left. Uh, we you know, developed a few businesses, and then one of our partners was the founder and producer of the McDonald's All-American Game, uh, the Aflac All-American Baseball Game, and 
uh, quarterback clubs and uh, basically started working with him and then we uh, started running some five-star basketball camps and we were dealing with Rivals.com and a bunch of different uh, events and I started a event management company with uh, a couple of guys and uh, then you know Eagle Bank calls one day and they say hey did you here we got our own bowl game. I said, I was talking to the president. I said, yeah, congratulations. He goes, well, do you have any interest in being involved? I said, possibly. When do you want to get together? And he said, how about right now? And it ended up uh, being the first and only job interview of my life. I went down. There were 14 people around a boardroom. I'm in a golf shirt and shorts just coming off the course. And uh, there's 14 you know, people sitting around this big boardroom uh, drilling me with questions. So, very, very lucky to have been, to have been chosen and uh, to have been involved now. This is our 10th year. And just talk about, you know, you have the rare experience of really being from the ground level up from scratch. What what goes into producing a bowl game? I mean, people see it once a year, these bowl games for a couple of weeks, and then it kind of goes off the radar. But just talk about the year-long job of what it involves in being the executive director of a bowl game. Well, the first year was uh, really sort of tough. It was... Um, uh, they brought me in in September, and, and we were lucky enough to get the ball, you know, kicked off at the right time. <laughs> um, you know, with so much going on with really not uh, not a full staff. But uh, we were able to get through it, and, uh, you know, and, and you look back, we were a, a few years ago, we were able to get contracts that fulfill every year with the American Conference and the ACC. And... Uh, you know, and it's really been on an upward trajectory, and uh, it's really been very, very fortunate. I mean, since we moved to the Naval Academy four years ago, and the games that we've had, we've had Maryland Marshall, uh, we had Virginia Tech, Cincinnati, Navy Pittsburgh, and uh, and then last year we had Wake Forest and Temple. So we're hoping for another good matchup again this year. And that's a great segue, um, Steve. Talk about how the team selection process goes. I know it can be different from the ACC perspective and the American perspective. Just talk about what goes into that for your bowl game. From the American perspective, um, we pretty much have our choice. We work with the American Conference to make sure that you know all the bowls are covered and you know the geographic uh, uh, geographic um, you know comes into play. Uh, you know how well the teams can travel certainly helps, and uh, and of course, uh, you know what kind of team they are uh, is, is very important too. So, you know, we're we're not sure who we're going to get on that side. I mean, there's obviously a lot of very very good teams. Um, Navy only has five wins right now, and they have SMU, Notre Dame, Houston, and Army. A tough schedule remaining. So, we'll have to see how they do. And then, of course, you got UCF may go up into the New Year's games. Uh, or maybe USF, or maybe even Memphis. So it's just no telling yet. Uh, still a lot of football to be played. Now on the ACC side, we have the sixth selection after the college football playoffs. So, but it's a little bit more confusing than that. It, it depends on how many teams from the ACC go into the New Year's Six games, uh, and then it also there's a Citrus Bowl possible uh, that the ACC may need to fill in there if the Big Ten plays in the Orange Bowl. So, uh, you know, there's it, really no telling at this point who who, who we could get. Um, with Pittsburgh's loss last night, that uh, that really hurts them. You know, they're at four and six. They would have to beat Virginia Tech and Miami, which is very tough to do. Um, you know, but then you got, of course, BC is right up there. Um, they've got 
you know, they could win all three games. Uh, you know, there's again, just no telling. They've played very, very well recently. Um, obviously by, uh, you know, beating Louisville and then Virginia and Florida state. So, um, you know, NC state, Connecticut, and Syracuse, uh, you know, we'll have to see how they do, but I would, pro- I would project that they would get at least six. I would, I would certainly think so. Um, and the other teams, you know, that might be there, Syracuse, Florida State now, especially with Florida State rescheduling the game against Louisiana Monroe for early December. Um, Duke has a possibility. UVA, you know, Georgia Tech could still get there. Uh, you know, Wake Forest we had last year, so I don't think we'd have them again this year, but you never know. And and then Louisville's there, too. So it's <laughs> there's pr- probably one of eight teams that it could still be on the ACC side for us. Yeah, you're right. You, Wake Forest, actually, I just look it up, has been there the most two times already for you guys. Uh, so it's a whole cross-section. With the ACC, what, what are your thoughts uh, from a BC perspective? If they, you know, say they do win out 8-4, and four, uh, would they be an attractive candidate for you? Obviously a Northeast team uh, fairly close by. It would be very attractive for us, but at eight and four, I don't think we would have an opportunity to get them. Yep, yep. Um, one of one of the bowls uh, in the in the group of four above us, which is the you know Sun Bowl, the Belt Bowl, um, I believe the Gator Bowl this year, and uh, then the Pinstripe Bowl. So I would think one of those, if they finish eight and four, would um, certainly snatch up uh, Boston College. Yeah, and so you think more of BC would probably be if they were a six and six or seven win team. Uh, might fall to the tier two. You're, you went to the group that you're a part of. Is that more, more of what you're thinking? Well, it's not actually a group. We just have a selection process from that point on. So okay. we're the next one after the uh, the pool of four bowls above us. Great. Yeah. So you know that's the the. the the, there's still a lot to be played out, as you mentioned. Three, four weeks left for teams. Do you talk, go to games and do your staff uh, go out and scout games throughout the season? Yeah, we have um, uh, a board that um, we're very well represented. So we have a uh, board member from every ACC team. Um, our board member at Boston College is Larry Lieber, who graduated in, I believe, 74. And his brother was on the football team in 72, and they have a fully endowed uh, football scholarship there, the Lieber Family Foundation. Um, so they uh, sponsor a player every year. He's been a great board member and very, very supportive of, the, of, of what we put on and, and our charitable aspects. Uh, so he's, he's been, really been great. Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. At Stone Love and Pizza, their mission is simple, to offer the most creative selection of hand-tossed, all-natural pizza in the Neapolitan tradition. Their pizzas are cooked in a stone-fired brick oven directly on the stone to lock in the flavor. Stone Love and Pizza uses all-natural products. In other words, their dough, sauce, and cheese contain no additives, preservatives, or weird chemicals of any kind. Come visit one of Stone Lovin's three locations, including the newest location at 1649 Beacon Street in Newton. Go Eagles! And then the game, by the way, is December 28th, 1.30 p.m., um, ESPN time slot. Just talk about what it does to the community, the military bowl, and the Annapolis community, and around Navy, 
and uh, the effect it has outside the game. Yeah, so we're really fortunate. I mean, we have uh, two great cities, Washington, D.C. and Annapolis, Maryland. Uh, the teams stay in D.C. for the whole week. Okay. Um, and then, you know, they go to Mall and Monuments. They do tours of that. They go to the uh, new uh, Museum of African-American uh, History. Uh, of course, it wouldn't be D.C. unless you go to Ben's Chili Bowl. Um, you know, we have welcome receptions. We have a team luncheon. Um, at the JW Marriott, Marriott is uh, our hotel partner, and um, you know we have a lot, lot of events. You know, we'll have a hospitality room set up for them, and uh, it's really just, we're very, very fortunate to have you know Washington D.C., one of the greatest cities in the world, um, as as our host. And then come game day, we just travel you know 30, 40 miles up the road uh, and play at Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium, which is just a fantastic place. Uh, it's a great stadium a lot of uh, vip areas and um so we, we have a really a substantial economic impact on on both communities um uh, especially in the hotels of uh, the amount of people that we bring in i know you play the first couple of years at rfk stadium have you been happy with the smaller venue in annapolis uh, to try to has it been a better setting for you well it's just the perfect place for us you know that that stadium is like a museum with all the you know, battles, the Navy battles that they have, and, and uh, a bunch of different plaques around the stadium. It's just a great place to walk around. And, you know, there's um, downtown Annapolis right there that, you know, guests can come and just have dinner and uh, hang out. We also have a parade game day, uh, which we have about 10,000 people view that, and then it goes leads right up to our huge tailgate. Um, you know, we have bands, and we have every branch represented, uh and it, it's really just a great festive atmosphere. And then before the game, we have for about 400 people um, a Medal of Honor reception and a USO reception in the banquet hall, uh, which is another tremendous event. We have already 13 Medal of Honor recipients committed for this year, and we expect to get somewhere, you know, hopefully between 15 and 20. That's very interesting. That's very, very cool. And I have to mention, Chet Gladchuk, the AD at Navy, is a Boston College graduate, so there's a little bit of connection there as well. And just talk about the role the Naval Academy has done with the bowl game and the history of it and helping you guys. Well, without Navy, this bowl game would not be a reality. I mean, they came in big at the beginning and, and helped us through the process of getting a license. And uh, Chet has been extremely supportive. And now with us being a tenant from them, and like I said, the, the, the stadium is really just fantastic. And uh, yeah, I can't say more about uh, Navy and everything they've done for us. You know, the first year... Like I said, we didn't really have any staff, or uh, you know, didn't didn't really know. We never, I've never run a bowl game before. But he he came down, and about four of them in their blue jackets, and they said, "Look, Steve, we'll do whatever we need to to help you with this bowl game. If you need our whole staff to come down and run it with you, you know, we'd be happy to do that." And like I said, the support that we've received from them over the years has really just been tremendous. And then just talk about the exposure of television, uh, you know, ESPN, ESPN2, what that means uh, for you guys uh, in all these bowl games. Yeah, TV is obviously a very important part. It helps and enables us to um, sell sponsorships. You know, uh, we have Microsoft, we have Dell, uh, 3M, um, Navy Federal Credit Union, New Day USA. I mean, all these companies are very supportive, not only because of the game and, and the marketing that it does provide to them, but because of our mission in serving the USO, we, we donate in excess of $100,000 each year to the USO, and then 
uh, another uh, charitable initiative that we have. Last year, uh, in April of 2016, we purchased a 300-acre farm outside of Cambridge, Maryland, and uh, to make it into a retreat center for wounded, ill, and injured and their family members and caregivers. So that has really been a tremendous uh tremendous piece of property that um, because of the, the, the generosity of a couple of our board members, Stuart Plank, uh, whose brother is Kevin Plank at Under Armour and the Tayshaw Family Foundation in the state of Maryland, we were able to purchase the property. And now in our first year, we had over 300 uh, wounded, ill, and injured and uh, their family members down on the property. And now that we know what we're doing there, we should hopefully double that number this year. And is that, would you say that charity is the most important part of this? That you obviously play the football games, and you, you know, but then the charity at the end of the day is the lasting impact. Yeah, it's, well, it's, it's not only Patriot Point, but it's USO. So USO, what we do, we have the asset and we have charitable partners that run their programs down at our facility, whether it be caregiver programs, given the, you know, mostly the wives, the opportunity to get away from the hospital setting, uh, you know, and, and be around others that they're in the same situation as them, or where we have couple retreats or marriage counseling, and, you know, there's therapeutical and clinical stuff that goes on and art therapy, and then we also have tremendous crabbing and fishing and hunting down on the property. So these different charitable groups, you know, are, are able to use our facility to extend their programs, and that's the perfect tie-in with USO. And they just do a tremendous job. I mean, we were up at BWI Airport yesterday packing gifts, uh, you know, hundreds and hundreds of gifts that they're sending overseas uh, to the troops. And it's just, you know, like I said, great um, being a part of their organization as well. Yeah, so at the end of the day, that, you know, that's that's really, really important uh, with all these bowl games across the country. Uh, Steve, a couple of last questions before I let you go. Are you happy with the ACC and the American tie-ins? It seems like it would be a natural fit for you uh, based off geography. Yeah, that, it's really been great. And and like I say, the stadium, it, it's the perfect stadium. It's the right size. It's not too big. You know, we, we, we've sold out, uh, you know, two out of the last four years. Um, I mean, really sold out. You know, it's like uh, jam-packed with people. And it's, uh, it, it, it's been a perfect relationship. The American is a very good conference. I mean, you look at the teams that they have. They're a little top-heavy maybe now. But, you know, USF, UCF. Navy, Memphis, Houston, SMU is already bowl eligible. I mean, they're playing some good football. No question about it. Talk about how fans can get tickets and the different ticket options for the game. Uh, I'm sure it will heat up the next couple weeks. If you go to militarybowl.org, we have tickets on sale right now um, at a discount. So, uh, you know, if anybody wants to buy tickets now, that's the best place to go. And then, you know, once we get close to the games, the, the conferences, they have a big big chunk of tickets we like the fans of the particular institutions to go through their particular institutions to buy the tickets to support those universities so it, it, it really um you know makes a great partnership with these um these universities when they're when their fans come out and support them and then lastly steve just give us a timeline of how we'll know about the team selections just get take us into your war room uh, once the season ends and uh, how you go through and how you hear about the teams well, we have, um, you know, Selection Sunday. First of all, well, the, the ACC championship game we go down to, which is on uh, December 2nd. Yep. And then on December 3rd, um, they'll start, you know, doing the selection process. It starts with the college football 
um, you know, college football playoffs, and then it goes down. Uh, <clears throat> and, you know, that, that starts at uh, about 12.30, and then at 3 o'clock they'll announce their uh, New Year's Six bowl pairings along with the final uh, top 25 rankings. Um, then from 3 o'clock on, you know, it starts with the Citrus Bowl, and then, uh, well, it starts with the – um, it starts with the New Year's Six games, and they talk about the Scissors Bowl, and then the uh, Four Bowl pool uh, right above us, and then it comes down to um, then it comes down to us and the Independence Bowl, and then the Quick Lane Bowl. And as I was hearing you speak, do you have a moment in your career now with Tenth Bowl Military Bowl game that sticks out to you with involving this bowl, where you're like, "Wow, we we made it." Was there a moment like that for you? I'll tell you, if you would have asked me 10 years ago if we would still be around now and be at the level that we're at now, I, I would have never guessed it. So there's so many great moments. Um, you know, a lot of it comes up being on the road before the games. I, I think of two years ago at the Army-Navy game. I uh, was on the sidelines at the end, and Chet Gladshaw comes up to me and he says, hey, Steve, I'd like you to speak to the team after the game. I said, what? The team doesn't, you know, we already knew that we had um, Navy at that point. I said, the team really doesn't want to hear from me, but if if you're going to make me do it, I guess I'll do it. So I go into the locker room and Chet speaks, and then the coach speaks, and he's very emotional about his seniors going out. And uh, it was just tremendous, you know, jam-packed. And then the secretary of the Navy speaks, and then the CNO, the chief naval officer, uh, uh, spoke. And, and then they had Roger Stallback speak. And, and then last but not least, they said, you know, we, we'd like to have Steve Beck from the military bowl speak. And I'm like, you know, how do you follow up that act? So <laughs> guys got to know me a little bit, but they start, all start screaming my name, you know, Steve, Steve, Steve. You know, I just said, welcome to the military bowl. And then they went crazy. And it was, uh, that was a, that was a pretty cool memory. But, uh, then of course they went, uh, they went on and, uh, and played Pittsburgh and Keenan Reynolds set his record. And, uh, that was just a tremendous day. It was a beautiful day. It was like, uh, 65 degrees uh, in Annapolis and um, jam-packed crowd and a good football game. And it was, uh, you know, we had the whole story there with James Conner from Pittsburgh having cancer and coming back and playing. And it was, uh, that was really a special time. That's a great story. I could envision that locker room scene as you were speaking. That's really cool. And, <laughs> yeah, it was neat. And then, Steve, lastly, what do you say to the BC fans who are hoping to maybe go to the military bowl? Uh, what can we look out for here in the next couple of weeks? And what, what do you think about the team? Yeah, well, BC, obviously, like I said, has really been on a tear lately. I mean, we would be extremely fortunate to be able to have them in our bowl game. Uh, you know, the D.C. area is a hotbed of B.C. alumni. Um, I think they would do very well in our game. And, and yeah, we, we would cherish the opportunity to have them in. And uh, on the other side, we'll have to see what happens. But, you know, and, and like I said, I, you know, I, I, I watched – I don't know, 20 football games every weekend, acting like I have some control over it, and I have really no control. So I'm just able to choose, or we're just able to choose from whatever teams uh, are remaining that are available to us, and hopefully we'll get the shot at BC. If not this year, maybe another year. Well, hey, well said, Steve. Uh, very excited for the Military Bowl. It's always a good event uh, right at the you know, end of the year. Hopefully you have nice warm weather and uh, have a very exciting game. But thank you so much for joining us. You got it, Michael. Thank you for your time. Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by a BC alum. 
CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. At Stone Love and Pizza, their mission is simple, to offer the most creative selection of hand-tossed, all-natural pizza in the Neapolitan tradition. Their pizzas are cooked in a stone-fired brick oven directly on the stone to lock in the flavor. Stone Love and Pizza uses all-natural products. In other words, their dough, sauce, and cheese contain no additives, preservatives, or weird chemicals of any kind. Come visit one of Stone Lovin's three locations, including the newest location at 1649 Beacon Street in Newton. Go Eagles! Well, thanks so much for Steve Beck, uh, the Executive Director of the Military Bowl, for joining us here on the Lights, Camera, Sports Podcast, presented by Chestnut Hill Technologies. It sounds like a very well-organized bowl, and I'm sure BC, if they had the opportunity, would be very excited to play in the Northrop Gunman Military Bowl. Also, like to remind everybody, if you're a BC football fan, be sure to join the BC Football Gridiron Club. Just go to bcfootballgridiron.com to sign up and to have more details. As always, I'd like to remind everybody, thank you so much for listening to the Lights, Camera, Sports Podcast. We'll see you back once again next week. So long, everybody.